Let us begin by silencing our minds, our breath, our bodies, so that we may hear what the Lord is saying to us. Amen. Amen. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. We sang this song around our family Advent wreath. We still do. But it's particularly fond memories for me of when my four children were small. They'd wrangle over who got to play the tambourine, who got to play the maraca, who got to light the candle, and who got to blow it out. Four kids, four jobs. (laughs) These are precious memories for me of my small children fresh out of the bathtub in snuggly Christmas PJs with twinkling candles singing in a dimly lit room. This is what Advent brings to mind for me. And I have absolutely no idea why. Because it shouldn't. Look at today's reading. Advent really has nothing to do with flickering candles or sweetness. Today's gospel shows us that Advent is some hard stuff. We can look at the language used in the common English Bible translation that we have today. Words like snakes and angry judgment. The NRSV and NIV translations are even tougher with words like viper, flea, wrath. And instead of saying there's a shovel to separate the wheat from the chaff, it's a pitchfork. Fire is used twice and the concept of unquenchable fire is used once. This has little to do with anything we typically associate with Advent. Gone are Advent-giving trees and the sweet strains of prepare ye. And instead, John replaces all of that with a one-word sermon. Repent. Repentance actually comes from the Greek word metanoia, which means far more than what we think of, like, sorry. Our translation today comes closer to metanoia's meaning when it says, change your lives and hearts. But yet, it still doesn't capture the fullness of metanoia because that word also includes a turning from a past way of life and inaugurating a new one that pivots us to God. So when the Sadducees and Pharisees come to receive baptism, this sign that they are inaugurating a new way of being, John calls them out and says, no way. Repentance is not just symbolic, theoretical, or a matter of semantics. John demands that they produce fruit that shows that you have changed your hearts and lives. And John's words demand the exact same thing of us. Demand that our repentance be more than words and reveal itself in visible action. 
So repentance is visible. It can be seen, and it is the precursor to what John says next. Here comes the kingdom of heaven. In other words, repentance is the necessary first step to following Jesus. All of John's harsh tones and fire and brimstone are like a giant neon sign saying, this way to the Savior. And that way is repentance. A new way of being made visible. Author Anne Lamott, in her book, Traveling Mercies, writes about her repentance her own new way of being made visible. 35 years ago, Lamott discovered she was pregnant. Broke, alone, and unhealthy, she decided to abort the baby. She was sadder than she had ever been, and so night after night in the week after the abortion, she took too many painkillers that she washed down with whiskey. In the middle of one of her usual nightly binges, she started to bleed. She was so disgusted with herself that she just couldn't reach out for help. And as she sat alone and bleeding, she became aware of someone with her. The feeling was so strong that she turned on the light, but no one was there. She writes, After a while, in the dark again, I knew beyond any doubt that it was Jesus. She was appalled. She hit the wall, and she said out loud, I would rather die. I would rather die than let Jesus in. I would rather die than turn to you. She spent the next weeks hiding from him. But he followed her, she said, like a small cat nipping at her heels. Until one day, she couldn't take it anymore, and she opened the door to her houseboat, and she stood in the door, and she hung her head, and she said, forget it. I quit. You can come in. And she let Jesus in. That was the start of Lamotte's turning to a new way. But it took several more years for her turning to a new way to become visible. Two years more until she could name the brokenness of her addiction and go to rehab. Another year after that until she was baptized at what she calls her beloved St. Andrew's Church. And more time for her to begin writing about faith and sharing her story. Lamott's life indicates that repentance is long, slow work. It is long and it is slow, but if you start to look for it, you'll see repentance all around. Keep your eyes open for it. Here are a few stories of repentance that I've noticed. The young man who endured decades of systemic and family dysfunction and abuse who turns to a new way made visible when he schedules a therapy appointment. The high school teen who saw her peers loathing their own bodies and making decisions that compromise their mental health, who then becomes an instruct, who begins a routine yoga practice 
and becomes an instructor to guide other teens to physical and mental health. The person who watched from the couch as Ferguson unfolded on the TV turns to a new way made visible by leading local race equity work. I wonder, do you have a repentance story? I wonder what past ways you left behind. I wonder what new ways you might have turned to. This week, I encourage you to wonder these questions in front of your Advent candles, twinkling in a dimly lit room. Celebrate the places in your life that you have repented, have turned to new ways that are clearly visible, and wonder, what are other places in my life that I need to turn from old ways and turn to new ways made visible so that my very life can become like a giant neon sign saying, this way to the Savior. Amen.